This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to My God, Trump, and the 2020 Election Podcast. Only 75 days away from the election. It's Thursday, August 20th, 2020, and I had the opportunity to interview Rabbi Kurt Landry, who has a ministry called House of David, just north of Tulsa, and he is also the founder of Kurt Landry Ministries. And I interviewed him a month or so ago on my podcast, and he was at the Trump rally in Tulsa and kind of gave me a scoop that the media totally ignored. You know, the media made a big deal that the arena was not totally full, but he told me, and he had documentation, the two hours before the uh, rally at 7 p.m., one of the local officials withdrew all the people that were testing for temperature, you know, to be safe for COVID-19. So people were in line. They were there two hours early, and they weren't able to get in. And the media totally ignored this. But you can go back and check out my podcast. It, it got a whole lot of attention. And I was so happy to be able to talk to him again because he is a strong supporter of Donald Trump, as I am. And he was able to document for me things that Donald Trump has done for Israel. Now, of course, as a Jewish believer in Jesus, he's a very strong supporter of Israel, as I am. And so, of course, he's focused on what's happening in Israel. And I've done this in my books. I have uh, whole sections about Israel, other sections about promises made, promises kept. And, of course, I'm aware of them, but I even learned a few things. So uh, you're going to enjoy this interview. We did it via Zoom. We even put it on Facebook Live. He's using it with his ministry as well as here. So here is my interview with Rabbi Kurt Landry, and I'll be back at the end with an additional message. Rabbi Kurt Landry, I want to talk to you about what's going on in Israel, and there was an historic accord that happened just a very few days ago, something that hasn't happened in years. Could you tell us about it? Yeah, Steve. Hey, first of all, thank you so much for all you do and being a voice for Israel and uh, and having that bold stance. We, uh, you know, as Jewish people, and on behalf of Israel, we really appreciate your, your stance and also your uh, conservative stance with President Donald J. Trump, uh, which is a real blessing to Israel. You know, to, to talk about what's happening with this peace deal with the United Arab Emirates, you got to realize we had a peace deal in first time in 25 years, but they've been working behind the scenes for the last three and a half years. The Obama administration had put so much strain in that area that as soon as Trump got elected in 2016, then what happened is at that time, these other Arab nations started to negotiate peace deals with Israel. So this has been going on for a while, but it is absolutely historic. And and in order for it to go down, the timing of it was really prompted by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, knowing that Donald J. Trump was going to need to be able to add to his resume, which we're going to talk about some other 12 things that are so exciting that he's done in a three and a half year period of time. But what really was happening is is that this peace initiative with the, the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, is not just with them, but it's opening doors to Saudi Arabia and, and others. 
the history of the peace initiatives with the Arab countries. In 79, you had Egypt, and then in 94, you had with Jordan. And so this, this is going to be not only historic, but it's going to uh, bring peace and an acceleration in the economies in that area. The only people opposing it are the Iranians, the Palestinians, Hezbollah, and other terrorist groups. The bad guys. You know, I'd like to jump in and just make a couple points. First of all, uh, in 1979, I went to the Sinai. It was owned by Israel then. Uh, I've always wanted to go back, but I've been told it's too dangerous. So, you know, even as a fairly young journalist, I was very, very aware of that. And you talk about my love for Israel, and we're not here to talk about that, but I'll just mention that Charisma just passed its 45th uh, anniversary, and in our very first year, we did a story on the Messianic movement with the headline, is it kosher to believe in Jesus or oh, something wow. to that effect? Mm -hmm. And when I go back and look at that issue, uh, which I do from time to time, it seems pretty sophomoric, but it showed that, you know, even in those early, early days, I had a real heart for the Messianic movement and uh, for Israel. In fact, I was marked on by that trip to the Sinai. But I just want to make a point that even though I've traveled over there, I'm college educated, I followed this, there was a point about the Arab claim to the land that always confused me a little bit. You know, the people, there are some people, even some Christians that feel sorry for the poor Arabs that are, uh, you know, have owned this land forever. And really the truth is the Palestine was never a nation. It was, it was a designation, kind of like we say New England. You know, England is not a state, it's not a separate nation. We just refer to it that way. And also, Palestine was controlled by the Turks for 400 years and then it went to the British. And the Turks have never been Arab. They're, you know, I don't know how they, ethnically they describe that in the same way that the Iranians are not Arab. And so how in the world this myth has grown up is a mystery to me. But, you know, Israel has been very steady, trying to make peace, rebuffed. They give up land, they're rebuffed. And I'm just so grateful that you know, this progress has been made, and it, it, in some ways it seems like a miracle. It is a miracle. It's very timely. And, and for all of your viewers, they should be, and our viewers that we're going to air this, they should be so happy. Let me, can I read a scripture to you that really kind of isolates this? You know, let's, let's back up into all of our history, okay? So, so we have Adam and Eve in the garden, and the covenant is broken. And then God decides he's going to renew covenant with mankind. So you go to Genesis 12, chapter 1. And now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to a land. Speaking of the land that you're talking about, to a land um, that I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. So, the, so God himself, Hashem, he says, I will put Abraham's seed in this land. And, and you will become great. And the only nation that has ever become great over the last 70 years and prospered in this desert land has been the Jewish people. But then the instruction goes on. It says, and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. But here's the key of what people need to understand right now, even in their political decisions. It says, I will bless those who bless you. Speaking of the seed of Abraham, Israel, and I will curse those who curse you. And just like with being pro-life, it says, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. 
all the families in the United States of America shall be blessed when the nation of the United States and the administration chooses to activate what I call the Genesis 12-3 blessing. So when we have an outstanding president like Donald J. Trump actually doing things to bless the nation of Israel, recognize it, and protect it and stand with it, it brings a blessing to all the families in the United States. And I believe that one of the reasons America has been blessed is because we've always blessed the Jewish people, even welcoming them early as immigrants and incorporating them into our society. I think there's an argument to be made that the Jews have more freedom in the United States than really anywhere else on earth, except maybe Israel. And uh, I think that's, of course, a good thing. And then, of course, Harry Truman being the first country just minutes after Israel was formed. And, you know, I love that prophecy that God would, can a nation be born in a day? And a nation was born in a day. It's a fulfillment of prophecy. I grew up as a young boy knowing that Israel was a fulfillment of, of prophecy. And in, in a lot of ways, it actually validates the word of God. And uh, I think that that uh, is something that is not emphasized enough. So let's talk about Donald Trump. Of course, you know that I've written several books. My latest big book was God Trump in the 2020 election, which is my attempt to mobilize the Christian community and other conservatives on the importance of this election. And one of the very important things that I talk about is Donald Trump's relationship with Israel, his obvious love for Israel. Most people know that his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, is Jewish and his daughter converted to Jewish. So Donald Trump has Jewish grandchildren and uh, he's always had a very special place in his heart. And, you know, a lot of presidents have said things, of uh, promises to Israel. Uh, George W. Bush said, if I remember right, that he would recognize uh, Jerusalem as the capital his very first day in office. And he was in office for eight years and it never happened, nor did it happen with the administration before or the administration after. And Donald Trump actually kept his word on the 70th anniversary of the founding of the state of Israel, which I think is one of his crowning achievements of his administration. I have an entire chapter called Promises Made, Promises Kept. And this president really wants to keep his word, which of course, is a wonderful thing because very, very few politicians keep their word in the way he has. So I think that's what we're going to talk about today is some of the things that Donald Trump has specifically done to help Israel and the Jewish people. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. And you know, our whole nation, I believe our nation was created to stand with Israel, thus fulfilling Bible prophecy which is Isaiah 45 and the anointing of Cyrus. Who is this that foretold you these things? Is it not I, God, who is just and true? Hear the word of the Lord, O you nations, and believe. So when God is fulfilling prophecy, he is speaking to the nations of the earth. But this, this stance with the Jewish people and the relationship between the United States and, and Israel and Jewish people, you know, if you look at George Washington at the start of the nation, he needed money to be able to fulfill his mission. And it came from a man, a Jewish man, Chaim Solomon. And the help that Abraham Lincoln came from was also from a Jewish man. And so this is a pattern of Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah, one new man. But one of the things I wanted to speak to you about, and if this is okay, I wanna to talk to you about the power of amen. 
you know, amen is so be it, but it's also actually a legal term. It's a legal term where it means, so let it be written, so let it be done. And, and I would like to, if, if I can, if we have time, there's 12 things that, that Donald J. Trump has done in regards to the nation of Israel, and I would like all of us to say amen to it and bring that Genesis 12-3 blessing into the atmosphere today. Would that be okay, Steve? Of course, please do. Okay, so we're going to start right now, and so if you would all that are watching, if you could say in the comments, if you would go ahead and put an amen if you can, if you have the comments, if not with your mouth, say amen. So President Donald J. Trump immediately withdrew from the disastrous Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, uh, a nuclear deal with Iran. Amen? Amen. And President Trump imposed continuous and enforced, implemented numerous U.S. sanctions in the program against Iran. Would you say amen? Amen. Donald J. Trump officially recognized Jerusalem, which I agree with you, the greatest crown and the greatest prize ever in his administration, recognizing Israel as the capital by moving the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. And President Donald J. Trump signed the Taylor Force Act into law, named after the U.S. Army officer slain by the Palestinian terrorists while visiting Tel Aviv, so the U.S. funds would not be used to pay terrorists and their families for slain attacks and to maim and murder Americans and Israelis. Would you say amen? Amen. The fifth one, in grace, President Donald J. Trump officially proclaimed that the United States would recognize the Golan Heights as a strategic sovereign part of the state of Israel. Would you say amen? Amen. And sixth, President Donald J. Trump authorized the defunding of anti-Semitic terrorist enablers, and he closed the Palestinian office in Washington, D.C. Would you say amen? Amen. The seventh, President Donald J. Trump appointed the most pro-Israel U.S. ambassador to the United Nations in history in the United States, Ambassador Nikki Haley who has a voice with the uh, Trump administration and forcefully opposed multiple anti-Israel actions in the United Nations. Amen. Amen. President Donald J. Trump continuously calls to refuse to bow to members of Congress who support anti-Semitic agendas in the BDS movement. Amen. Amen. Number nine, President Trump signed the ex executive order that extend the Title VI of the 1964 Civil Rights Act to protect Jewish students on college campuses from anti-Semitic attacks, would you say amen? Amen. The 10th, President Donald J. Trump became the first world leader to recognize Israel's sovereignty over Judea and Samaria and their uh, legal in, under international law, would you say amen? Amen. Number 11, President Donald J. Trump unconditionally affirmed Israel's absolute right to self-defense Amen for that. Amen. And 12th is President Donald J. Trump proclaimed May 2020 as a Jewish American Heritage Month, calling upon Americans to celebrate and observe the heritage and the contribution of Jewish Americans. Would you say amen? Amen. The 13th one that just happened that we were talking about, Donald J. Trump has negotiated this peace agreement with the United Arab Emirates, and it will be moving into other areas, and we just say amen, and in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, we receive the Genesis 12-3 blessing, I will bless those who bless you, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed 
we receive as United States citizens the blessings of standing with God's word and the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Amen. Amen. And uh, I think this is so important. You know, I've researched this. There were a couple of them that, like the Taylor Act and a few others that had missed my uh, notice. I'm so glad that you brought this to our attention. And it's so powerful to agree and say amen. And hopefully those who are listening to the podcast or watching on Facebook Live will join with us. And uh, you said something that I thought was very interesting, where you said you believe that the United States was raised up, you know, 244 years ago in order to stand with Israel. And uh, it makes me think of a prophecy, a little known prophecy that uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn brought out in his book, The Oracle, which was about the mystery of the Jubilee. And the Jubilee is every 50 years. And, you know, correct, you're the expert, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it's kind of been lost in, in history when the Jubilee was, but he believes that it, it was with, with like 67 and 17 and then 67, which, and there were all kinds of things that happened these different years. Of course, in 47, the things uh, started in play that created the state of Israel the following year, 48. In 17, of course, was the Balfour Declaration and that kind of thing. If you go back to 1867, there was a scripture that was fulfilled. It was a stranger from a far land would come. And it had to do with documenting what was in uh, uh, the land at the time. They also mapped it for the first time. I mean, the book is just incredible, all the things that happened. But Jonathan Kahn identifies the stranger from a far land, and this is why I'm bringing it up, as Mark Twain, our mm -hmm. own Mark Twain. Yes. He wrote this book called Innocence Abroad, in which he described the desolation of the land of Israel, which was exactly how the Bible described it. And of course, he didn't know he was being prophetic. And, you know, he came on exactly the day that tied in with something else. You know how Jonathan Kahn ties all this in? I can't even repeated exactly, even though I've, of course, read it. But, you know, people have said, is, is America in the Bible? Is it prophesied in the Bible? You know, there aren't many references, but I thought, here's one, a stranger from a far land, and that far land, of course, you know, later became the United States. And Mark Twain, of course, was a great American author, and I was familiar with Innocence Abroad. I actually got a copy of it, and was reading some of the things. I found it absolutely fascinating uh, to read that. And we have such a bond between the United States and Israel, between Christians and Jews, because of course we're, we're a, a, a grafted in branch. Did I say that right? You said you know, absolutely right. I say that to my Jewish friends. I say, you know, when I go back to Israel, I feel like I'm going home, even though I'm not Jewish, because we've been grafted in. All the early Christians, were uh, Jews. Uh, Christianity was considered a Jewish sect up until what, maybe 200 years after Christ. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things we could go into. You're the expert, you know this much better than I am. But as a Christian, I believe that it's important to understand these things. And that's why I'm, I'm just so supportive of the Messianic uh, Jewish movement. It, it, the, the Messianic movement also started in 67, the year of Jubilee. Yes. Uh, believe it or not. And then in uh, 2017, uh, of course, Donald Trump declared all these things that, that ended up causing the uh, embassy to move a few months later. And 
If you haven't read the article, you need to. It's a great book. And Jonathan Kahn, of course, is a great writer and a great friend to both you and me. Yes. And uh, so thank you so much for taking time for your very busy schedule to be on my podcast. The last time I had you on, it was like a huge podcast. So I know that this will go viral as well. And I'd like to uh, encourage my listeners to post it on social media, share it with friends, talk about it, get involved, speak up on behalf of Israel. You know, there's too much anti-Semitism uh, in our country. And even if it's not overt anti-Semitism, a lot of time it's kind of under the radar. We need to speak up and support. Let people know. Uh, let our Jewish neighbors know that there are Christian believers who stand with Israel because of the covenant that God made with Abraham all those years ago. Absolutely. And Steve, can I say one thing in closing? Because I know people will have questions. We know the United States of America has been anointed to preach the gospel to more nations and has, and has done a, an unbelievable job of doing that. But also, it has been called in types and shadows, not literally in the Bible, but in its action and deeds to be a covenant partner with the nation of Israel like no other nation. And really, the empowerment of the Great Commission, which we're all called to, which Jesus gave to 11 Jews to go to all the nations, that is flowing through the United States of America. And I pray in Jesus' name that it continues to flow through America with the reelection of Donald J. Trump and his stand to bless Israel and the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. There are many reasons to vote for Donald Trump, in my opinion. Part of it is how bad things will be if the other side gets in. But one of the main reasons is because of his support for Israel, because that, that support will change. Yes. We don't know how it will change, but it will change because the left tends to support the Palestinians. They just do, um, you know, as part of this whole ethos. And that's a whole different discussion for a different day. Thank you for Thank being you. with me. And, and I think we'll leave it there. Thank you. I'm back in the studio, and I wanted to say something about my books. Of course, this podcast was not about me or my books, but I like to tell my listeners on the Charisma Podcast Network to pick up a copy of God, Trump, and the 2020 election, as well as God, Trump, and COVID-19. The best way is to go to my own website called stevestrangbooks.com, and books has an S on it, because all of my books, uh, God and Donald Trump and Trump Aftershock are there, there's different specials. You can get them in bundles. Also, if you want to buy a whole bunch of them, you get them real, real cheap. And all of the books, except for the ones in bundles, are signed by me, the author, and a lot of people like that. So go to stevestrangbooks.com. That's stevestrangbooks.com. Thank you for listening.